Before I get into the word, I want to take just a moment and tell you about something that we're doing starting on Sunday, actually, Sunday afternoon. We're, uh, a few weeks ago, I shared a message on, on a Sunday morning uh, about where we're going, what's next. It was a Vision Sunday. That is available on CD and on the archives and podcast and uh, Echo and every other way that we know to get it out there. You can go back and, and kind of hear that, view that, read about it, whatever, as far as where we are going. It's important that we have vision. Amen. We have to know where we're going and, and, and not just do things, but why are we doing those things? And so we shared those things um, on that Sunday. Coming out of that, then, we have a couple of printed items to help you with that. And one of the things that we're implementing uh, here in January, it would be the start of it, is something called Growth Track. And then beginning in March, we'll start small groups churchwide, a variety of types of groups as well. And these are going to be really exciting. They're also they're going to help a whole lot of things to just uh, gel and click for, for a whole lot of people. We're a large church, and we need to make sure that we, we have a way that people are able to really connect with some other people. Uh, real growth happens in the context of relationship. And just coming and going, it's hard to establish just relationship. You know, it's like, hey, I know you. You're on my row, right? You know, and uh, there needs to be more than that. And we really discovered the value of that for ourselves this fall uh, with our initiative we did with the men, uh, the six weeks that we had with uh, small groups with them. Just tremendous things still uh, coming out of that. So that's that's an awesome thing. So I want to encourage everybody in March to get into groups. But in the meantime, we're starting something that will happen every month and it will be four weeks And all you need to do is go through it once. And I'm inviting everybody. I don't care if you've been with us the whole 23 years of the church or you're brand new. I want you to go through growth track. And uh, it will start this Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. It'll go for about an hour. I'll teach the first week, which is it's called Church 101. And pretty much we're going to be talking about what are we? Why do we why do we do things? What do we believe? Where are we going? Some of our history. Very, very important. So that we all end up on the same page. And then the week two. Uh, we'll talk about essentials of the Christian faith. Uh, and again, so that we create a culture within our church family that everybody knows what we're talking about, what we're doing and, and, and believing together again on the same page. The third week is discovery. And you're going to discover things about yourself, your personality, your giftings, your talents, your purposes. Very important. Then the fourth week, we're going to find, uh, help you to find out how that connects. Well, all of that is very, very important, especially tied to small groups, because if you would like to be one of our group leaders, and we're going to need a lot of group leaders, we need you to get through growth track. So if you have any uh, interest at all in being a group leader, uh, you especially need to go through in January so that we can get you uh, further trained also for small groups once we start in March. But it's going to be good for all of us. Very, very exciting. We're connected with uh, a number of churches that are doing similar things and uh, they would fight you over if you tried to take away uh, their growth track or their version of it or small groups because it has done so much to just help the life and the health of the church. And that's the important thing is that we're healthy as individuals and as a church. So trust your pastor, hop in with us. Like I said, we do have some printed materials that help you a little bit. Also, your welcome home talks about it. And then we have a brochure called What's Next that will be talking about some of the vision upcoming. So, uh, that again, the first week, 
first meeting will be this coming Sunday, 2 o'clock here in the sanctuary. And uh, look forward to seeing a bunch of you then. And if you don't get in in January, then there's a next month called February and the March and so forth. And we'll be doing it all year at least. And so I want to make sure that uh, you understood the importance of it. And we'll continue to talk about that. Well, we're going to dive into some other things tonight. Uh, Let me mention that for 2013, can you believe that? 2013. Um, I don't know what to call it. 2013, 2013. I think, I, I don't know. Anyway, this new year, uh, we're going to continue on with real life on Wednesday nights, but also I'm going to take at least one week of every month, and on Wednesday nights, we're going to talk about doctrine, and it's important that you are established in the doctrine, and what does the Bible teach? So, in essence, you're going to get this year uh, systematic theology, in a sense, in that we're going to learn what does the Bible say And let me give you a talk. What does it say about angels? What does it say about heaven? What does it say about, you know, there are numerous things that, you know, how did we get the Bible? How come there's other books that we hear about that aren't included in the Bible that were written by some of, you know, how was this canon of scripture put together? We're going to learn some of those things. We're going to take at least one Wednesday night out of the month uh, to establish ourselves in doctrine, which will be, it's going to be super exciting. And truly doctrine helps to establish you. You've got to know what you believe and why you believe it. And so uh, we'll be uh, real intentional about that. But tonight I want to continue on real life and I want to talk about prayer and let's go ahead. And uh, I believe it's two weeks ago. I talked about a few of these things, but I want to talk to you tonight about being proactive in prayer. Okay. Proactive in prayer. Y'all smile a little bit tonight. It helped the preacher. Okay. Psalm 34, one through six. David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man, again, referring to himself, cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Why did he refer to himself as this poor man? Because he had troubles. You ever felt bad for yourself? Come on. You ever felt bad for yourself? And, and you love to share that with others too. Oh, if you only knew what I'm going through, you know, and, and woe is me. And we do that, but here's good news right out of scripture. If we look in verse four, he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. Everybody say, heard me. It's the uh, Greek word, Anna is A-N-A. And it actually, he heard me. It's translated heard me. But do you know what it is in the Hebrew? He answered me. So it means this. If God hears you, he what? He answers you. So prayer is a marvelous thing. It's a powerful thing. And he says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. And watch this. He delivered me from all my fears. Fears. Now let's look at this real quick. Your fears. They're out here ahead of you. It's something you're worried about. It's something that is possible. It's something that is potential. Okay, how many of you have, uh, let me word it another way, concerns. Come on. For yourself, your kids, your finances, our country, or, you know, whatever it would be, you have some, you have some concerns. And David said this, 
I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. Now, he didn't just make the, the sense of fear go away. I believe that the things that were out here, God is able to get out there and take care of some things. Okay. And then in verse six, he says this, and this poor man, why is he poor man? Troubles. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. And so let's look here. We've got troubles. And the troubles are where? They're right here and now. And so what, what the Lord did, the Lord heard him and delivered him out of. He got him out of the trouble, the problem, the situation, the pressure that he was feeling here. He was able to get him out of those things. Now, we need to have, and let me go ahead and label these. This is proactive. This is proactive where you're praying about things that are potential. You're praying about things that are out ahead of you. Okay. Are y'all with me? And then this is reactive. I've got something going on. How many of you got something going on right now? I'm waiting for you. Okay. You got something going on now. You need to be praying about those things. That is reactive prayer. Both are necessary. I'm grateful we can do both. What I want to encourage you to do is pray. You've got something going on in your life. Pray about it. Okay? So often we worry about it. We talk about it. We fret about it. But we need to pray about what's going on in our life. And not just go around, did you hear what's happening to me? You know, you need to go to God. So reactive prayer, thank God for it. But I want to steer you towards some proactive prayer. And I honestly believe this. I believe you can have less of this if you'll do more of this. I'm serious. Uh, I shared with you a couple weeks ago that uh, you can call the tow truck and it will come. But it's better to do the preventive maintenance. So I don't, I, I don't ever need the tow truck. Are you, are you following me? Okay, let's look at some things here. Reactive prayer, it's powerful, it's necessary, it's constant. I'm grateful for it. Proactive prayer, though, is where we get ahead of things. And I believe that we can actually avert some things, avoid some things, but also establish some good things. Get out there and and prepare the path uh, that is ahead of us. I think that through prayer, we can be delivered out of trouble. And I believe through prayer, proactive prayer, I believe that evil can be averted. I believe the enemy of our soul can be confounded and confused. I don't think that we should just live our life and then boom, we run into something and now let's pray about what's happening to us. I think we see some things in scripture that put us ahead, that we actually can pray ahead. Even the very nature of prayer, and I'll talk about it in a moment, has to do with your future. Um, we say this a lot around here, especially in the, in the staff, that our future is paved in prayer. I want you to say this. Say, my future, my future. is paved in prayer. And so I think you need to be, if if... You travel on road, so to speak. I think it's important that you get out there and be paving road. Be praying ahead on things. 
You know, I shared with you about uh, my, my daughter, Elise, just got married this fall. As soon as I found out we were having a girl, you know, I started praying for her life, for her protection, for her spouse. You know, I think we need to pray and then not just wait and then pray, you know, reactively. Uh, we need to get out ahead. And listen, there's no uh, condemnation or anything for anybody here. It's like, well, I haven't done that. Now I have some messes in my life. Hey, we have prayer that we can pray about where you're at right now. And then also at the same time, let's get ahead of things. Let's get ahead of things. Be praying for your kids that their, their, their path will be cleared. Uh, two of my kids went to Orlando tonight and I, I prayed this morning that Lord, you'll just clear the road ahead of them. You know, sometimes you need to pray, uh, concerning your children that the right people get to them and the wrong people somehow end up somewhere else. Y'all with me? And, and you need to believe that you can do this. God's out there. Do you understand that? God is beyond time. God is in our time, but God is timeless. And he's out ahead of us. God's ahead of us. Part of what makes God God, the book of Isaiah says this, is he's able to declare the end from the beginning. He's able, he's, he's ahead of us. God is in your, in your future. Who else is in your future? No one. No one. God is out there. The devil's not out there. He does not have foreknowledge like God. He just, he, he's just playing the same old dumb tricks that he's always done. And the, and the sad thing is we keep falling for him. So we need to pray and, and be proactive in that. You're with me. Let's look in first Timothy chapter two, verse first two verses here. The apostle Paul says this, therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, And giving of thanks be made for all men. Let's stop real quick on this. Supplications, that has to do with, and I want you to remember this for later in the message. Those are specific petitions. They're very specific. So supplications, prayers in general, intercession, that's for others. Giving of thanks, that speaks for itself there. Be made for all men including for kings and for all who are in authority. Watch this. That, and it's implied, so that. Everybody say, so that. So we do all that was ahead of that. Pray, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks for all men, for uh, kings and all who are in authority, so that, watch this, now we're going into our future. We're getting proactive here so that we have something that we're going to come into. So that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Anybody here want a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence? And look carefully. You can even hold the paper up in your Bible to the light. There's nothing hidden about this. There's no clause that says except when, except in the case of, you know, God is able to do and help some things no matter what is going on in the world. And uh, I'm, I'm not Pollyanna about this. I'm just telling you that the power of God, God is able to do everything that he promised that he would do in his word. That we may lead, I want to lead, a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness 
and reverence. It's inward and it's outward. And so that's very proactive. The result of our praying, the result of our praying will result in better quality of life. Um, But we've got to be uh, intentional about this. We've got to get ahead of things. Uh, There are some things that we know and there's some things that we don't know. And let the Holy Spirit lead you in those things so that you can be proactive. I shared this with you uh, two weeks ago. And then um, in another couple weeks on Sunday, I'm going to start a series called Home. Everybody say home. home. Guess what? This is not our home. And see, sometimes we're wondering why we're not as welcome as we should be here. And we're not as understood as we should be here. And we don't understand why some things that our people are looking to as their source, why that doesn't jive for us. And it's because we are citizens of heaven. We're actually aliens. Now, please don't act like one. And if you do, do not mention Meadowbrook, okay? Please. But we need to realize that we're traveling through here. We, we're ambassadors. We are here on a mission. We have help from heaven. Amen. We'll be looking at that. And I think church as a whole, and I'm talking about the church at large, believers everywhere, churches everywhere. And let me go back to my statement here. I am concerned that the church at large has become too preoccupied and too distracted And too reactive concerning politics and issues and liberties and the culture that we live in. We've gotten too focused and distracted with those things. We've made a lot of those things by its definition idolatry. In that we're looking for politics or we're looking for this or that to provide for us or to make us happy or to protect us or whatever. And government has its role. God established authority. God established government. But we need to make careful, be careful that we keep a right perspective concerning this. Well, as a result of that, then, I don't think believers and the church at, at, as a whole have taken their place in prayer like we should. And, I, and I'll go ahead and say this. I think there's some things that have happened, are happening in the world that should not have happened and, and possibly could have been averted if the church had really been praying. And by church, I don't mean just us or just the one across the street or what. I mean believers as a whole. The church, individually, corporately, if we take our place in prayer. Listen to me. There's too much garbage going on on our watch. And we're here, as I shared with you two weeks ago, uh, part of our, our presence here in the earth and the Holy Spirit in a praying church is to hold back lawlessness. And so we need to individually, and I want to move you toward that. And then over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about a a strategy of prayer uh, for us as a church. But uh, it's important that we take our place in prayer. It's important that you pray. Let's, Let's bring it down to your place, okay, your family. How many of you know there's probably some situations in your family, whatever they would be, that, wow, I... I probably could have prayed on that and didn't. Or I should have prayed. I should have prayed about this. I should have gotten ahead of this in prayer. And maybe you didn't know that you could. So maybe tonight it helps to inform us. Uh, And did you know that the Holy Spirit will 
show you things to come as part of his ministry. And that, and that doesn't mean that he's going to give you an inch, inch thick report, you know, on it all. But I think he can clue you in, you know, to kind of prompt you uh, concerning how to prepare, concerning how to pray, uh, how to think, how to do some things. In Mark chapter 1, uh, let's look in verse 32. And this is talking about Jesus here. It says, At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. And then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Now in the morning, everybody say in the morning, morning. having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he, come on, there he what? He prayed. I am a big advocate on starting your day right. We've already talked about that a little bit. And part of starting your day has to do with prayer. Part of starting your day has to do with prayer. There's an old saying, a day hemmed in prayer is less likely to come unraveled. And so part of starting and ending your day that you're hemming it in in prayer. And what Jesus did, and it's not original with me, I, I picked this up, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago. Jesus went, follow Jesus in the, in the Gospels. Jesus went from place of prayer to place of prayer with miracles in between. Watch what he did. And he went from place of prayer to place of prayer with miracles in between. I believe that Jesus was proactive in prayer. I think he knew. Even outside the tomb of Lazarus, he said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. I know you always hear me. And he essentially said, I'm just talking out loud like this so these people around me will know. You know, but he had that confidence in prayer. And he knew how prayer worked. And so we're going to learn a lot from him. That's why his disciples, they watched him go from place of prayer to place of prayer. And they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he gave that model prayer of the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter 6. We spent some time on it uh, earlier in the year. And I want you to know that the, the only thing reactive in that prayer is forgive us our sins. Everything else is talking about our daily bread. It's, it's getting ahead. Lead us not into temptation, but be delivering us from the evil one. Everything else is proactive. So when Jesus was teaching us how to pray... Very much leaning into our future. Very intentional uh, intentional about being proactive in prayer. Now, I'm going to say this and this may bug you, uh, but maybe it'll help you later. Most successes are prayer successes. And most failures are prayer failures. There's even endeavors in our life. You should never do anything prayerless. You should never step out to do something without praying about it. You shouldn't go buy a a car or a TV or anything else without praying about it. I know stories. I know too many stories over the years. The person did not pray about it, but they wanted something. And they did it no longer, no sooner had they done it. And then God was arranging somebody to give them one. And so you may need to check in with your sponsor. And, and, and don't just go do stuff. And don't join in some partnership or this or that. Or, you know, I'm getting married. Well, have you prayed about it? No, but I'm in love. 
Call me in a week. Actually, don't. Um, Let's get back on track here. Prayer sets the future. Listen to this. Your now, everybody say my now. Your now may or may not be desirable. I want you to measure that real quick. You know what's going on right now. Is that desirable or not desirable? Okay. But here's the truth. I cannot change now. You cannot change the now. As you move out of now, though, you can have your future prepared in prayer. So you get ahead of things by prayer. Don't just let things happen to you. Don't just walk in. Well, Jesus loves me and I love Jesus. And then just walk into life. Be praying. Get ahead. Be proactive in prayer. I think it's going to make a massive, massive difference in your life. Now, if you've been around here any length of time at all, you'll know the, the answer to at least the first one here. Uh, problems with prayer, okay? Because it would shock you if I were to hook all of you up to a prayer machine tonight. Some high-tech new thing that has not been invented. Everybody say, thank God. Uh, Or if we had some kind of like metal detector kind of thing and run you through it on your way in and we could tell if you've been praying or not. It'd probably be pretty shocking the low level of prayer. Now, Now, probably not for Wednesday night. That was very political, wasn't it? Uh, but it would just—it would be shocking, really. And maybe you're all about prayer. Good for you. But don't get into prayer pride. Okay, well, if those other people pray like I pray, yeah, well, we read about you in Scripture too, you know. But uh, we, need to, we need to up prayer life, our, our, our prayer life. The biggest problem with praying is we don't. And you have not because you, that's not. So if that's the problem, not praying, then what's the answer? Pray. The second problem, as I see it, is this. Vagueness. Vagueness. We're just not specific. We pray, you know, may my days be merry and bright and all my Christmases be white. You know, we just, we've just got this overarching, just general Overly general, Lord help missionaries and me, mostly me, and and give me a great day. You know, and we, and there's no specifics. And uh, help all the stuff that's messed up in our family. You know, why don't you zero in on on some of these things and get specific? Give your faith a target. Give your prayer a target. Specific prayers bring specific answers. Call people by name. God, I'm praying for Bubba. You know, whoever. Anybody got a Bubba in your family? Well, let them know we prayed for him tonight. <laughs> All good stuff. Because I'm, I'm actually a little afraid of anybody named Bubba. So... Um, Now, listen, you've heard me say this too, and I believe it's all my heart. For every problem, there is a what? There's a promise. Let me me insert something else. For every hope, there is a promise. It's not just true for every problem, there's a promise. Guess what that is? That's reactive. But for every hope. Now, this is what you have to do. Whatever situation you have or uh, project that you have, an event coming up. Let me go back to my daughter's wedding because that was a real deal thing. You know, 
We wanted that to be a special day. And guess what my daughter wanted with all her heart for years and years? An outdoor wedding. I hate outdoor stuff. As, as a leader, as a planner, because guess what? We have variables. You have weather issues. You know, you have all those things. And we have been praying, and I had a, I had a piece, and they're looking in the farmer's almanac, and they're checking out that this, this date toward the end of October, uh, the chances of rain, the average temperature, all this kind of stuff. Well, as we, we prayed, I mean, we're praying ahead of, ahead of time. And as we got right down on it, Hurricane Sandy. My daughter came home a few days before the wedding. She came in in the middle of the night. Daddy, have you seen the weather? I said, no, actually, I was sleeping. <laughs> and we looked at it, and it just did not look good. And I got to tell you that while I was troubled, I still had a peace inside. And I told her, I said, worst case scenario, I have the keys to a building we could use. Um <laughs> uh, But I had peace either way. Day before, afternoon before the wedding, I was out on a beautiful farm. Uh, They said the winds were going to be like 23 to 28 miles an hour. You know, it was going to be raining in the morning. It just, the weather just kept getting better and better and better. And, And then it still said winds, you know, 20, 23 miles an hour. I said, that's a lot of wind for a wedding. And I, and I just kept praying the way I've been praying for a couple of months. Lord, I just thank you that you're going to work. And, you, and don't be careless and foolish about this. There's a lot, lot to be said about that. But when it came wedding time, when we stepped out the back door of the house out at this farm where we had the wedding, there was just this breeze. And it was just overcast. And it was the most beautiful day of the year in a whole lot of ways, for real. And you know what? I just, I just... I had a strength and a comfort and kind of a grip on things a little better because we had been praying about this. That we had been praying about it. And there's so many things, folks. There's so many things. Don't wait until your kids are teenagers before you start praying about them. Because I'm going to tell you what, all your prayer is going to be reactive. Okay? Get out there. And don't be... don't. Limit this to just fears, it's concerns, it's potential, it's, it's, it's hopes. Get out there and be proactive. Now, as I close tonight, get ahead of things in prayer. Realize that your future is paved in prayer. And here's, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Um, and if you're taking notes, just write this down. Prayer targets. Prayer targets. And I've already talked to you about starting and ending your day in prayer. I believe that you need to write out some prayer targets of some things that are reactive that you need to be praying about right now to get your faith on, to get your prayers targeted on. Um, do you believe that prayer works? Amen. I mean, we could pass the mic around, uh, microphone around for a couple hours and you'd hear some stories. Prayer works. I said, I said, listen, prayer works. And if you call out to him, he said he would hear. And what, is, what did hear mean again in the answer? 
He'll answer. I say, well, I don't know how to pray that good. Then get somebody to pray with you. Agree together in prayer. After every service, we've got folks ready to pray with you up here. Every service, ready to pray with you up here. Just humble yourself and say, hey, I'm having a horrible time with one of my kids. Or I'm uncertain about my finances. Or I'm waiting on the doctor's report. Or, or whatever it would be. But let's not limit our prayer life to just reactive. Let's get proactive. Let's get out ahead. Pray about for this year. If we want a better year, I think we need to pray a little better. I think we need to tap in and get out there. And let's, let's, let's pray about your family, about your marriage, about your health, about safety, about your finances, about all of those things. Write down some specific things and take those things when you go to pray and lift them up to the Lord. And you know what? The Holy Spirit will join in with you to help you to know how to pray. And, and the big thing is, thank God we can pray. And as we call out to the Lord, He's going to hear us. He's going to answer. And that's both for reactive things, things that are going on right now. But I'm trying to encourage you tonight, really get out ahead of things. Yes, pray for what's going on. But let's get out ahead in prayer. And I think we'll be amazed later to see in heaven, we'll see the replay. Some things that got averted. Some things that got established. Because we got out ahead of things in prayer. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this tonight? Good deal.